Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Post podcast, May 7th, 2018, episode 36. This is Tom coming to you from the Washington, D.C. Outpost, joined by Nick from the Houston Outpost. And before we get started, I want to make a big shout out to Phil. He's a Pittsburgh native, formerly of Catanning, nice side of Pittsburgh. I just uh, met via telephone. He uh, listened to our first show and hopefully he continues as a fan. So I want to thank him for listening. Uh, so this week, we're going to, we got a couple things to talk about. Ben seems to be, uh, Taking his spot on the, in the limelight because of some Weird. comments he made, especially last week on ninety three point seven, a place where he seems to let his hair down a little bit more than he does normally right. from the mics. Yep, so that's the big one, and then we also later will get onto another subject just regarding overall team depth. Now that the draft is over and free agency has come to a close, um, obviously the Steelers will be looking to maybe sign another guy here or there, but all the big free agents are gone. We now have kind of an idea of what the roster is going to start to look like, and it's uh, it's lacking in some depth, and we're going to get into the, some specifics of that later. But first... So specifically, Ben said he was surprised at the Mason Rudolph pick, and I the implication was that the Steelers may not have believed he was serious when he said he was going to play three to five more years. Yeah. Um, the media and Twitter is absolutely assassinating Ben just over the top on their criticism of the guy. They're just, they're crucifying him saying what a jerk, you know, he's been jerking this team around speaking of jerks for the past few years. They don't know if he's going to retire or not. Now he did come out there and give them, you know, his word that he was going to continue, but you know, this guy's a jerk. Why would he say that about? them drafting a quarterback. Of course they do. They're getting ready for the future, just like the Saints are with Drew Brees. No, they're not doing that. Just like the Patriots are with Tom. No, they're not doing that either. Um, Okay, anyways, that's just what teams at this stage do with their quarterbacks, even though it's not what they do. Aaron Rodgers and Steve Young are the exception to hundreds of quarterbacks who didn't have people following them. But anyways, I'm getting off topic. So, yeah, people are hating on Ben for saying that he doesn't want another quarterback coming in when the Steelers could have taken a pick on someone who could have either helped the roster immediately or provided depth. Because we're not naive. You don't think that one of the third-round picks is going to become a stud starter. That, that's very rare. But like we're going to get into later, this roster is very top-heavy, and you can use all the good bodies you can. So, I mean, to me – it was douchey of him to make the comment kind of in the way he did. And he could have kept that, you know, between him and the team and everything like that. But 
was he not a hundred percent correct in his analysis? I mean, that's what we've been saying ever since the draft. Wasted a pick on a quarterback. You really did. I know Mason Rudolph. It looks like he could be a good player, but he was right. What do you want him to say? I don't have any problem with what he said there. I agree with you that the analysis is correct. It's the, it's the other quote. When uh, Mason Rudolph said, it's not Ben's job to teach me anything, I thought he was showing a little humility. Like, I'm not going to come in there and just hope, just hang on Ben's shirt tails, hoping he will bring me along. But Ben turned that into, uh, if he asked me a question, I might just point to the playbook as if he got snubbed. Like, oh, he doesn't need me? I'll show him. That, that, that didn't feel like, uh, that, that felt a little immature and a little insecure to me. But, but that's as far as it goes, who really cares? I mean, in, in fact... That, ironically, Ben gives the other than Mike Tomlin. Ben gives a very dry interview and gives you nothing except when he gets on the radio. And to your point, this is a juicy tidbit for for the media to pick up. He was correct in his analysis that Steelers got a quarterback when they could have probably gotten a more of a position of need. But here we are, so we move on regardless of what Ben's feelings are. Yeah, you're absolutely right on the way he handled that comment. It's like. Dude, it's hard for me to defend Ben sometimes because he does act like a jerk a lot. You know, we always, throughout the course of the season, we'll say, like, why did you have to call this guy out in public? What's that really going to do? And almost more importantly, why do you think that that's going to do something? That's almost as alarming to me that you think, like, calling Martavis out in public for the fourth time is going to do something. Or... You know, making the grievances known about Haley, this or that. He usually will. Like, if the red zone didn't go one way, he'll make a comment like, eh, well, you know, the coach didn't call this play, and uh, we just, I just run what they're called. And then other weeks, he'll be like, yeah, I'm out there calling plays, and I have autonomy over things. So, man, it's hard to defend him with that. And, but it's, it's annoying me how much the media is running with this story. I think you just got to accept that Ben is in the Michael Jordan mold, but Michael Jordan didn't have to live through social media. And just the amount of media we have now. He is an old school gunslinging diva who goes out there and wins football games and annihilates people. And that's just who he is. But people are being, I mean, he did tell the team he was committing for at least three years. He said that was what he is doing. So, um, again, that's kind of why we've raked them over the coals. Like, you're going to sign a quarterback in the third round, so that means he has a four-year contract. And if your quarterback starter is going to be here for three years, you have one year to figure out what's up with this guy, and then he's going to get a Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo-style contract, and you put yourself in a weird position. you got to wait till the end to draft the guy. So we could go round and round with this forever, but I'm not well, going to defend will him. Tell what, what happens. Tom will tell what happens with that pick, and it will be interesting. The truth is, Ben still Ben's had a nice trajectory last season. He's got a lot in the tank. I don't know what goes on at home or in his head that makes him think he might retire early. I can imagine you get hurt. He's already got a ton of cash from this thing. And speaking of cash, this was interesting. I mean, I think everybody knows about the blockbuster contract. Matt Ryan getting a hundred and fifty million dollar contract over five years. I get it that this thing's been escalating every year and it will continue to do so. But that is a breathtaking number. Quite large. Cotton. My goodness. Whenever you see the those things announced, you always want to act shocked, but then you kind of realize, like, oh, yeah, well, 
Jay Cutler got the biggest contract at one point. Joe Flacco got the biggest contract at one point. And like you said, they just get higher and higher. I think we had just forgotten about Matt Ryan with all the talk about Kirk Cousins in the offseason and him becoming the first $100 million man. It didn't happen. And then everybody, of course, is talking about Aaron Rodgers, whose deal is uh, he's like about to get a new deal. And he's the best quarterback in the league. So you're all wondering what's going to happen with Rodgers. And all of a sudden, Matt Ryan swoops in from the side and um, takes his Super Bowl appearance resume uh, to hundred million guaranteed. And it does make you think what's going to happen for Rogers. If he got that much is Rogers going to get a billion. I mean, it's fair, but then what's going to happen for Ben too. And, and what's Ben going to take, you know, and how are people going to feel about that? I, I gotta say like, he's going to be in the top five highest paid guys. I'd be surprised if he didn't do anything, but where do you draw the line with someone like Ben who has made, a crap load of money. He at one time was the highest paid. And do you really want to win a Super Bowl? He did come out um, like today and say he was planning on like as far as he is concerned, the deal is going to get done next year the way they usually do it in the last year of his contract because there are other more important people to worry about right now insinuating Le'Veon. So, well, it is really interesting. About that. He's in a he's in a different boat than Matt Ryan. Would he ever expect to get a five year contract a year from now? given that he said he's yeah, going to go three to way. five years. Maybe the question is not how long the contract is or what the annuals, it's the guarantee. Would they guarantee him $100 million knowing, you know, he's susceptible to injury? I think, you know, he, he looked fine. He's 36 years old. He could get to 40 maybe, but he just yeah. seems a little too susceptible to uh, getting banged up. Yeah, he doesn't um, – it's kind of a funny – it's a misconception that he's like – I wouldn't say injury prone. It's just he has a specific thing about him where he miss it. He usually misses like two or three games per year. Luckily, knock on wood, he's never missed like the, a large chunk of time. But he ends up hurting his foot and coming back a game early. We know this, and so yeah, you're right about that. But overall, he's pr- he's proven to be durable overall. But they can't ignore the you know not just the the fact that he talked about retiring, but that. He is getting towards 40, and I know Tom Brady's playing amazing at 41, and and um, Brees is playing great going into 40. Let's but compare he their take care of his teams. body, yeah, <laughs> the way that those guys do. So, who knows if he could drop off? In my opinion, Ben probably won't drop off until he'll be good this year, and probably the next few years up until he's about 47, 48, and then I could see a drop off happen at 49 because Ben's just built different. You know, Randy Moss didn't work out you know randy moss didn't stretch before games warren sap also didn't work out some guys are just built differently and i heard one of my favorite podcasts the other day talking about ben like uh, it, it was ridiculous it's saying like you know he hasn't had a backup quarterback who's pushed him i'm like who what legendary quarterback ever has had that besides joe montana and then brett Favre? those are the only two ever where that's happened but also what about him getting his body ready and this and that i think everybody knows ben doesn't get his body ready he doesn't need to he can just walk out in his pajamas and throw the ball 90 yards yeah i think that's his getting ready <laughs> getting out of his escalade in front of the stadium but yeah and- Locking the car. Hey, so to put it in perspective, Ben's <laughs> annual salary is about twenty-two million. Matt Ryan's yeah. average is thirty million. Ben actually could make over thirty million dollars this year if he earns his incentives. He's got nine million dollars of incentives sitting on the table, which is interesting. interesting. So 
he uh, he hasn't made an incentive in like seven years, so I'm not sure that, that huh. those are set Weird. in a low bar. But it'll be it'll be fun to watch what happens next year. And so I just want to point stat, out, I don't know if you're about to. I don't want to yeah. interrupt you. I don't know if you're about to get into this, but I saw on ESPN something intelligent. Uh, I didn't mean to, but it happened. And then at that point, I realized there was no turning back. So I'll just talk over you and hope that you yield. Or I forgive I would, you. Yes, I yield my time you. to the senator from Houston. You can blame my mom for that one. But um, regardless, I did see a stat on ESPN. Mm-hmm which was actually useful, which is a miracle because usually those stats have no context and are just sort of biased to frame a different story. But I think in the history of the NFL, if a quarterback accounts for 15% of his full team's salary, like cap space or, or or, or all the money that they have, no team has ever won the Super Bowl with the guy making that amount of money. Um which is interesting because Matt Ryan's obviously over that threshold. Ben's been over that threshold since his last deal, and obviously we haven't won a Super Bowl since then either. The implication of that is you're putting too many eggs in one basket, obviously, I guess. Right. If you look at Ben's – if you look at the Steelers for the last five years, Ben uh, – the Steelers ranked first in what they pay in, in percentage of cap paid to quarterbacks in 2014 and 15. They were second in 16. The last two years, they've slipped to ninth place. So we have invested quite a lot in our quarterback. But obviously, I mean, if you look at the rest, some of the teams are putting like 7% of their money into the quarterback. We've got about an average of 15%, just to give you a relative uh, feel for that. Yeah, you know what the last thing I'll say about the – I'm sorry. This is just interruption town today. I think there was a little lag on the Skype there. That's the problem. I I got to move back up, back up east. You know what I mean? Just so we can get the efficiency of these things down. But I will say somebody made a good point on Twitter. Again, we got ESPN and Twitter making good points this week. It's it's odd week. Oh, it's James Wexel. He tweeted out um, just responding to the Ben situation. Bradshaw, 35, said he would play five more years. So the Steelers passed on Marino. Now, Rooney cited that mistake, them passing on Marino when they drafted Ben. They're like, we're not going to pass this up again. We already passed up a superstar quarterback. We think we have one here in this Ben Roethlisberger guy from Ohio, Miami of Ohio. And uh, James Wexel says, rinse and repeat, but learn from history. Ben is 36. So, listen, I get the rationale. I, it's not totally out of the right field why they would draft a quarterback, but we've stated our opinions on that enough times. You guys know why we wouldn't do it. But I just thought that was a good tweet. So we appreciate you listening to the show. We do this podcast each week. So far, we have gotten a show out each Tuesday. Last week, we got out a day early. And a little secret, we're recording this on Saturday because I'm going to be out of town Monday night. Anyway, we will uh, make sure this gets out Monday night. If you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe through your uh, podcast app or go to the website and grab the link there to subscribe. So we're gonna con- we are committed to getting through uh, a podcast every Tuesday. All right. So the other thing we wanted to talk about was the Steelers' overall lack of depth. I came into this wanting to talk about inside linebacker. I just find that really interesting because we have 22 safe, strong safeties. Uh, coincidentally, not coincidentally, interestingly, we now have 13 linebackers on the roster. I know that means nothing right now because we're going to get to 90. But uh, we just wanted to talk a little bit about the overall lack of depth on the team. Yeah, so... 
that drafting a quarterback definitely uh, aided that whole situation, didn't it? But we have like we're four positions, by the way. We're stat we're we're loaded. We have Josh Dobbs, which is great place to start, and then we have some other guys. But there are three or four positions where we are on red alert for the depth. The first one I think about is wide receiver. Honestly, with losing Martavis, we all knew we were going to draft a receiver this year, no matter what, whether Martavis was here or not. And then you would have had very nice depth. You would have had three starters and a backup. And maybe if Eli Rogers could make it back from that ACL injury that he's that he suffered in the last game of the season, which was in the playoffs. So what I'm trying to say is pretty recently, it's not like he tore his ACL in the middle of the year and will be done with rehabbing in time. There's still some question marks about Eli being able to be there. But we lose Martavis. We're going to, I guess, insert a rookie, a second-round rookie, Washington, into the starting lineup and hope that that goes well. I want to give you some context that Juju didn't even get good, really, till halfway through the year, at least a little past the third through the year last year. So you're kind of relying on a lot because Juju, by the end, fantastic. If you could have 75% of what he gave you, you'd be happy. But you're relying on that, and then you have no one. Justin Hunter and Darius Hayward Bay, they're not wide receivers anymore. They're special teams guys. And then Rodgers, if he can get healthy, I would feel a lot more comfortable because I think he's a talented guy who's also been here for a long time. But that's a big if, you know? So they're not wide receivers. Get Bryant. It's a great idea. Covered spare. Covered spare. So we're looking at safety. And as we pointed, we have nine safeties on the, on the roster, yep. none of which – with a name has played uh, free safety. strong free safety. So no, I think that's what we're safeties, lacking. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Matt that's just Bray. something Tremaine Edmonds figures to be able to play free safety at some point, but he definitely is not a starting NFL free safety right now. So they're going to have to figure some stuff out with that. Um, just moving through the rest of these real quick outside linebacker. That's a huge problem. You got TJ Watt and Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree is a, uh, you know, starter is a generous term, but he will be on the field, I guess. And then you all, have, all you have is Chicolo, who's absolutely not a starting quality NFL linebacker. And behind that, we we literally don't have anybody. They might re-sign Ryan Motes, but even if they do that, like he's like 49 now, so not exactly hugely comfortable with that. But I expect. Them I'm to curious do that, as to whether they're going to keep LJ Ford on the on the roster after having circumvented him with. Uh, Sean Spencer last Sean year Spence. was Spence. Well, you yeah. called Tremaine Edmonds. Did I say Tremaine? Damn it. I just wanted yeah. him so All badly. Right. We're, Terrell, still getting, Terrell. we're still getting used to the new names. Yeah. Terrell. Yeah, Franchi- it doesn't help your damn brother tax. is the one that we've been coveting for months. But anyways, franchise tax indeed. Let's move into the inside linebackers if you're going to talk about Fort. I would think that Fort makes the team just because – I want to say they like him, but you made a great point. They didn't put him in there. They took a the, – probably the worst player in the NFL during the playoffs would be Sean Spence. I mean, he was a train wreck nightmare. You can't blame him. He's supposed to be sitting on I the think couch. What will be interesting, because you picked this up on some story, Matthew Thomas out of Florida State, rookie. Oh, yeah. Just had, had a uh, troubled pass. It, it'll be interesting to know. I mean, maybe he could be the story of, of camp because this guy, this guy has a lot of bona fides, as they say. But uh, several things worked against him, obviously, uh, taking him out of the draft. Yeah, he was a super stud. I think he was like a number one recruit coming out of high school. And apparently I was reading some tweets between Alex Kazora and some other like Florida State people or Florida 
No, no, it was Florida State because he was on the team with right. those James Winston teams. I mean, super incredible um, recruiting classes, national championship, obviously. So he's got a lot of talent. He's obviously not someone we're going to count as depth, but it would be. It's going to be really interesting to watch him in the offseason program because you've seen some guys through the year. I mean, Villanueva and um, Eli Rogers just recently have been two guys who emerged from that. So we'll keep an eye out for him. And the inside linebackers, you got Dirty Red. Makedovich is the first backup. Both your starters are a, a little better than mediocre. I mean, Vince Williams and John Bostick, I feel okay with them as the starters, but they're definitely not going to see a Pro Bowl anytime soon. And then after that, you got one of the slowest linebackers in the league, Matikavich, and nothing else. So let's move on to running backs. Uh, so we do <laughs> relatively sure Levian's not going to retire. James Conner, still a question mark, <laughs> maybe have the highest yards per carry in Steeler history. He might have to carry more than three times this season. And then what do you have? Stephen Ridley? Stephon You got Red- the Riddler, Ridley. you got the fumbler, you got a guy with three knee surgeries, and you got Levy, the 400-touch man. So huge question marks going to that. Even though we did like what the Riddler did last year, and I think the fumbler is actually a good guy to have on the team, but um, – because he actually, besides that one time when he fumbled, do you remember that? When he fumbled in the playoffs against the Denver Broncos and pretty much lost You never let game. us forget That's about sad. it. Yeah, That was never too bad forget. when he did that. Always remember. But he actually played really well the game before um, against the Bengals, and he can block a little bit, he can catch a little bit. So, yeah, we'd like to upgrade over that a little bit. So we'll see how that works out. Hopefully James Conner, his rehab goes well. Um, because he did show some promising traits last year, although he was a train wreck and pass blocking. But it's just unknown, and that's what I'm trying to say. Like with these other positions, you know, with D-line, you know what you got. You got this two studs, Hayward and Tuitt, and then you got the bowling ball, Hargrave kind of coming up behind them, and then you also have Tyson Alulu. So you, some things are more in the corners. You got a, a thousand corners. None of them are very good, but you know that you got them. It's just – there are – I expect to see one or two more free agent signings at inside linebacker and wide receiver before we get to camp, and then we'll see what happens from there, and we hope Washington progresses quickly for the receivers. I think we've covered that area. Just just a point of order, I did say we're recording this on Saturday. I'm watching the Kentucky Derby. Does anybody want to know who won? Does anybody have any bets down? Justify. I'll let Justify. Wow. So uh, – we do have to make this a quick one. I am traveling. Thanks, Nick, for making a little extra time for me. We're striving to make this show as informative and entertaining as possible. It would help to get some feedback. Just a quick tweet at Steelers Outpost. You can go to our website, Steelers, SteelersOutpost.com. There's a place to leave some comments. Or shoot us an email at SteelersOutpost.gmail.com. So we will be back next week which is promising to be a really interesting, newsworthy week. So until then, thanks for listening. Go Steelers. Okay, bye-bye. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. 
Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 